0: Good morning church. Good morning. No matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, you matter to God and you are most welcome here.
1: Comes from Galatians five twenty two twenty three, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. There is no law against such things. And the second reading comes from Luke eighteen, fifteen through seventeen. People were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. But Jesus called for them and said, "Let the little children come to me, and do not stop them, for it is to for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. May God's blessing be upon this holy word. This is the word of
0: the Lord. We're continuing a light-hearted approach in our preparation for Christmas as we look for Advent themes in some popular Christmas movies. Today we have a double feature. First, Let's take a look at Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How many of you read the book to a child? Or maybe had it read to you when you were a child? It was written by Theodore Seuss Geisel, better known, of course, as Dr. Seuss. First published in 1957, it was adapted into an animated television special in 1966. It featured William Henry Pratt in a dual role as the narrator and also the voice of the Grinch. The actor, better known professionally as Boris Karloff, was already famous for his portrayals of Frankenstein and the mummy and a lot of roles in some really scary movies. The program was broadcast for the next 22 consecutive years on CBS. And then in 2000, Jim Carrey starred in a live-action film directed by Ron Howard. In this first clip from the animated TV version, we are introduced to the Grinch in his lair high atop a mountain just north of Whoville,
2: Perhaps any shoes were in time. It could be his head
0: was a screw up just right. But I think that most of these know the ability's of his heart was two sizes too small. We also learned musically that the Grinch is a rather unpleasant character. 91. The singer, by the way, was Thurl Ravenscroft, whose voice you might have recognized as that of Tony the Tiger in those old Frosted Flakes commercials. He also uh, voices a lot of roles in Disney films and theme park attractions. You can, in fact, see his face as one of the four singing busts in The Haunted Mansion. Can you imagine somebody so grumpy, so nasty? so mean and bitter that they would want to take Christmas away from everyone? We use the term Grinch from time to time to describe someone who's bitter, unforgiving, unkind, or just plain toxic. It seems like their mission in life is to make everyone else unhappy, and they're pretty good at it. But here's the hard part. Every one of us has a little bit of the Grinch inside. We all have the capacity for being spiteful, negative, nasty, unkind, uncharitable, unforgiving, ungracious, unmerciful, bitter people. And sometimes we don't even know that we're behaving that way. I've known people who have experienced some sort of wound that just never healed. You may have heard the statement that people hurt because they're hurting. And you may also have observed people in pain inflicting pain on others. Now we all know what it's like to have Our feelings hurt, an insult, a slight, a vicious attack from someone we care about or even a total stranger. Most people bandage the wound, focus on healing and getting past the hurt, forgive the person who inflicted the injury, whether intentionally or not, And move on with their lives. But some people don't move on. Some people are just good at holding grudges. And any perceived injustice, no matter how minor, makes them unhappy. And when they're unhappy, what's that old saying? Misery loves company. They seemed to want everyone else to be unhappy, too. The Grinch could relate to that. And the sights and the sounds of the Who's down in Whoville celebrating Christmas was more than he could stand. Unfortunately, he did not take to heart the words of the Apostle Paul, who shared this wisdom with the church at Ephesus Go ahead and be angry You do well to be angry but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge And don't stay angry Don't go to bed angry Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life Don't let any foul words come out of your mouth and I think here Paul would add keyboards and mobile devices. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. Put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting, and slander, along with every other evil. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other. In the same way, God forgave you in Christ. Now, for some contrast, let's take a look at the 2003 movie, Elf. The film opens in an orphanage. On Christmas Eve, Santa Claus arrives to deliver presents. And while he's enjoying the milk and cookies the staff left for him, a baby crawls out of his crib and into Santa's sack of toys. When Santa arrives back at the North Pole, the baby emerges from the sack. Because he was an orphan, the elves adopt him and name him buddy. He grows up taking part in all the things that elves do. He works in Santa's workshop. He helps his adoptive dad, Papa Elf, work on Santa's sleigh. And he goes to elf school, where he learns the code of the elves.
2: Now, before we learn how to go to this latest and extremely graphic chipset processors, so let's recite the code of the L, shall we? Number one.
0: Turn every day of Christmas. Number two. There's room for everyone on the nice place. Number three. And that's way spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Buddy gradually comes to the realization that he is not an elf. He is a human with a human dad. And most troubling of all, his dad is on the naughty list. The Code of Elves says, there's room for everyone on the nice list. So, Buddy left the North Pole and traveled through the seven layers of the candy cane forest, past the sea of twirly, swirly gumdrops, and then he walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. And he arrived at last at the Empire State Building, where his dad worked. Buddy went in search of his dad, all the way from the North Pole to New York City. He sought out a biological parent who was, at that point, a stranger to him to express his love for him and to help him find his way onto the nice list. Doesn't that remind us of the very essence of the message of Christmas? The message that because God loved us so much, God came from heaven to earth to be one of us, came as a baby, born to a poor family in an out-of-the-way village. In Jesus' words from Luke 19, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to seek and save those who are on the naughty list. He came to seek and save even you and me. Perhaps the most powerful aspect of what we celebrate in Christmas is that there is room for everyone on the nice list. There's room for everybody to be part of something better. There's opportunity for everyone to have his or her heart transformed. The love that came down at Christmas can change anyone. The love that was born at Christmas is worth celebrating. Come to think of it, we should treat every day like Christmas. Of course, that's also part of the Code of the Elves. And if you've seen the movie, you know Buddy treats every day like Christmas. Very excellent
2: Do the Wow! What's this? This is North Pole. No, it's not. This is it. No, it's not. This is it. it isn't. This is it. No, it isn't. This is it. it's this is no its not we are What do you smell? I like smile. spot. is my favorite. Make work with it. That's your favorite. Okay? favorite. Okay. Okay. Fine. time for a Okay people, tomorrow Are you sure. Very- Sarah's coming. There's so much to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll
0: see you tomorrow. Buddy. Buddy. Buddy's just a big kid, right? Even as an adult, he's very childlike. And watching Buddy puts me in mind of our text this morning from the 18th chapter of Luke. People were bringing children to Jesus for him to bless them, but the disciples got in the way. Jesus told them, let these children alone. Don't get between them and me. These children are the kingdom's pride and joy. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. The first part of that text is often used in churches to point out that though children are often referred to as the church of the future, young people are a very important part of the church today and that it's important to value children, for the church to have vital children's ministries and providing care for kids in every way possible. Wouldn't it be great if every church had the same commitment to vital children's and young people's ministry That this congregation has. But the final verse focuses on the child in us all. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. What does it mean to be faithfully childlike? Well, Paul starts us off when he encouraged the Galatians to exhibit spiritual qualities he called fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Notice how the first three fruits of the Spirit are represented in candles in our Advent wreath. And he goes on to mention patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness gentleness, and self-control. Now, what are some additional spiritual qualities that we see and appreciate in children? My list would include wonder. Wonder and awe at the world around me keeps me mindful that the world is far more than what I can see with my eyes and even more importantly, it doesn't revolve around me. I would add playfulness as a faithful childlike quality. Creativity is a way that we grow closer to God, our creator. And curiosity would be on the list too. When I'm indulging in curiosity, I recognize I don't have all the answers. There's always more to discover, more to appreciate about God. Children are curious and creative and playful and full of wonder. And because I want to encounter God's kingdom in the way of a child, a child of God, I want to be curious and creative and playful and full of wonder, too. Honestly, I think most people do. We'd like to treat every day like Christmas, just like Buddy. Lots of us envy Peter Pan, the boy who never grew up. Oh, my gosh, I never saw the resemblance before. But the way to Neverland is filled with obstacles. And I think one of the biggest obstacles for us is that we are just so busy. We don't have time for play or creativity or curiosity. We like smiling to be our favorite, but we're expected to make work our favorite. Or driving the kids to all their activities. Or, now that we're retired and the kids are grown, we don't have time to be childlike because we're too busy with all our senior activities. Although many senior activities are things that kids love to do, and we wish we had done them all through our lives, if only we'd had time. Gilbert Keith Chesterton was an English writer, poet, philosopher, and lay theologian. In his book, Orthodoxy, he set out to describe the heart of God. And this is part of what he wrote. Because children have abounding vitality, because they are in spirit fierce and free, therefore they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again, and the grown-up person does it again until he is nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony. But perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening Do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that God has the eternal appetite of infancy. For we have sinned and grown old, and our father is younger than we. Perhaps you've seen this bumper sticker. It's actually a brand of designer dog food and snacks. It's also a good approach to life. There must be a Christmas version of that sticker. Yeah. In other words, treat every day like Christmas. Always remember there's room for everyone on the nice list. And Article 3 of the Code of the Elves, the best way to spread Christmas cheer Amen. There's a scene at the end of the movie where you see Buddy's dad just going through the motions. He still hasn't quite got it yet. can think of sometimes when I was just moving my lips, just going through the motions, not really singing, not really living life to the fullest, but just going through the motions. What's the big deal? I don't think God intended us to live that way. Think of what Jesus said in John chapter 10, I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. Real and eternal life. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. I don't think God intends for us to just lip-sync or phone it in. When I hear Jesus say, He came so that we could live life to the fullest. I think part of what he had meant was for us to treat every day like Christmas. I think he may have meant for us to elf more and grinch less. Would you pray with me? Lord, what we celebrate at Christmas is your coming into the world through the manger in Bethlehem so we could have real and eternal life, more and better life than we ever dreamed of. Help us to live every day. No, every moment like Christmas with the excitement and the enthusiasm of youth, with the wonder, the playfulness, the creativity and the curiosity of a child, always remembering and never forgetting that we are, each and every one of us, your beloved children. Amen. If you are familiar with Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, you know that even the Grinch's heart was changed when he heard every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming, it came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. He puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. The love that came down at Christmas is deep enough to transform the heart of even the Grinchiest Grinch. What about The Scroogiest Scrooge? We'll find out next week. (laughs) For now, hold fast to what is good. Be urgent for all that is right. Christ at length shall overcome all darkness with his everlasting light. Go forth for God. Go into the world with love. Amen.
2: Listening to this podcast of the First United Methodist Church in Turlock, California. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons, non commercial, share alike license. For more information about our church, visit www.fumcturlock or call the church at 209 668 3000. Visitors are always welcome. And now, may the peace of the Lord dwell in your hearts this day.